species, including the heads of many ferocious cats, wild and domestic, alongside many ancestral portraits. Opposite, I can see the imposing face of the first Viscount Sir William Littleton looking down at me with that trademark blank stare of his. Sir William, the nurse has arrived to take you back now. Off you go. I'll never know how he keeps escaping from that home. It's here that I come to reflect, to compose, and to admire my collection of mint condition pre-war mints. And it was here, at this very desk in fact, that the opening bars of my enormous success, Bad Penny Blues, first hit me, just after the shelf above me collapsed. As 2002 draws to an end, I'd like to share with you my own chronicle of the last 12 months, a diary of news items that keeps me busy during quiet moments, such as sitting through recordings of I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. My assistant, Samantha, is also here and ready to play extracts from the show, which I've been sent to remind me of what I missed. Some of these include items that, first time round, were unaccountably never broadcast, and several of which quite inexplicably were. I can see that Samantha has threaded the first tape, which she tells me is a compilation of the year's best new definitions. So I'll be with you again in a few seconds. Okay, Samantha, action. Wallaby, someone aspiring to be a kangaroo. <laughs> Countryside, um, to kill... <laughs> to kill Piers Morgan. A leaky pros <laughs> prostate problem. <laughs> That's not clever and it's not funny. <laughs> Hebrew, Jewish tea bag. <laughs> uh, Miniscule, a toddler's playgroup in Liverpool. <laughs> Portent, the Millennium <laughs> Dome. <laughs> Custard, to swear after stepping in something. <laughs> Mastiff, boys at a Britney Spears concert. <laughs> Geranium, <laughs> the cry of the Parachute Regiment's flower-arranging display team. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Donut, eccentric millionaire. <laughs> Donut, you see, it's an eccentric ah. millionaire. If I could say, not a millionaire, I got that completely wrong, and I'm a complete and utter ass. Good night. <laughs> Timbrook Taylor, who died today. <laughs> Hullabaloo, how to greet a bear.
fiasco, unsuccessful wall painting. <laughs> Stalactite. Pissed prisoners of war. <laughs> Hither. A snake with a hair lip. Cantankerous, chain of shops that sell tanks. <laughs> hey Wayne, Essex greeting. <laughs> Quince, not quite a coincidence. Piccaninny. The voting system for a new Tory leader. <laughs> Defibrillate to interpret the meaning of Geoffrey Archer. <laughs> Urdu, Liverpool coiffure. <laughs> hmm. Looking back to the beginning of the year, I see that 2002 opened with the introduction of Europe's new currency when euro notes and coins went into circulation. France said bonsoir to francs and Spain bid buenas noches to pesetas, while Germany waved auf Wiedersehen to marks, as under a new EU directive, all their branches of M&S were reclassified as a vegetable. Other notable January events included PG tips sacking their TV chimps, although they quickly found jobs producing the new BBC One Saturday night schedule. And with low-grade entertainment very much in mind, Samantha is ready to play us a selection of performances of one song being performed to the tune of another. OK. Your turn, Graham. Would you please sing the words of the Teddy Bears Picnic to the tune of Charles Aznavour's She? <laughs> Surprise if you go down in the woods today, you'd better go in disguise. For every bear that ever was, we'll gather there for certain because today's the teddy bears of their picnic. A picnic time for teddy bears, the little teddy bears. Are having such a lovely time today. <laughs> Watch them catch them unawares. See them picnic on their holiday. See them gaily glad above. <laughs> they love to play and And finally, Bill, will you please sing the words of Run, Rabbit, Run to the tune of Stormy Weather? <laughs> on the farm, every Friday on the farm, it's Rabbit Pie Day. <laughs> so every Friday that ever comes along, I get up early and sing this little song 
run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 rabbit. Run, rabbit, run, run, run. Bang, 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 bang goes the farmer's gun. Run on the farm, no poor rabbit comes to harm because I grab it. They jump and frolic whenever I go by. Dodge the rabbit pie. Run, rabbit! Run, rabbit! Run, run, run! Don't give the farmer his fun. He'll run, rabbit! Run, run, February saw the 50th anniversary of the accession of Queen Elizabeth II. Jubilee celebrations soon began in earnest with the opening of an exhibition of photographs featuring royal furniture, silverware, jewellery and many other items reported missing. The month of March saw regional rail workers going on strike, reducing parts of the network to complete normality. At Westminster, Richard Balfe MP defected from the Labour Party and crossed the floor of the House to become a Conservative thereby creating history as the first recorded incident of a rat joining a sinking ship. As spring melted into early summer, I'm sorry I haven't a clue celebrated its 30th anniversary with a special evening at the Playhouse Theatre where the show started. We would have gone back for our 25th, but some of the theatre staff still remembered us from the first time round. Right, Samantha is signalling she's ready at the tape deck and that the round is called Complete Quotes. OK, next... <laughs> Next up, uh, it's the quotations round. This is paid in tribute to the long-running quote-unquote programme, which we all find, quote-unquote, highly amusing. <laughs> I've brought along a selection of recordings of well-known public figures who've all been rudely interrupted in mid-flow. And I'd like to thank the staff of the Today programme for kindly supplying the tapes. <laughs> I'd like you teams to complete these quotes by supplying the missing endings. Barry, we'll start with you. Here's uh, a speech from Ian Paisley for you to finish off. And people right across the whole province, high and low, rich and poor, middle classes, working classes, and the upper classes have all been saying to me... Speak up. <laughs> Graham, here's William Hague for you. I was in the school choir, even though I couldn't sing very well. I went on all the German trips, even though I didn't study German. I went on all the RE trips, even though I didn't study RE. I was... I was the coach driver. <laughs> Tim, here's Tony Blair for you. This dome is going to be open on time and on budget. It is not going to be torn down. It will be a lasting asset for the country. It is a triumph in the end of confidence over cynicism, boldness over blandness, and... And arse over tit. <laughs> 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 uh, 
speaker, and here are some words by Ian Duncan Smith. If we were clever as Conservatives, we'd be flying in the face of history. <laughs> And finally, Graham, some words of the former poet laureate Ted Hughes for you to finish off. My manners are tearing off heads, the allotment of death. For the one path of my flight is direct through the bones of the living. Would like to meet fun loving <laughs> lady. <laughs> With okay, GSOH. <laughs> 2002 was, of course, World Cup year, with the buzz of controversy both on and off the pitch. Following a row with his coach, the Irish international footballer Roy Keane was sent home to London, but had to wait a few days as all the early seats had been pre-booked for the England squad. But football wasn't the only game to receive the attention of expert commentary, as we were joined by Raymond Baxter for our anniversary match of Mornington Crescent. <laughs> it's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. But first, first, I noticed from the sackloads of cards we've received from well-wishers this week that the post office Christmas delivery service isn't getting any better. <laughs> and also we received a letter from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales who sends this special message on the occasion of our 30th anniversary. She writes, Dear Mr. Hoggart, <laughs> here are some of my favourite cuttings. If you need any other amusing garden waste, please let me know. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Mrs. Trellis. Now, on with the game, which today sees the third leg of the second semi-final of the seventh round of the Armitage Shanks UK Domestic League, <laughs> Division 4, with the winners going on to the grand final and the chance to win and drink a victory toast from the Armitage Shanks Charity Bowl. <laughs> Well, like all matches in the Armitage Shanks series, your commentator for the event will be none other than Raymond Baxter. <laughs> so while, while Raymond enters the commentary box, I'd like you teams to re-familiarise yourselves with Stovall's Second Amendment to the Standard Convention, 1972, <laughs> which of course predates the Jubilee Line extensions in, in both directions. Tim, will you start, please? Yeah. Rotherhithe. A cautious opening gambit <laughs> from Brooke Taylor, but uh, of course it opens all three diagonals. <clears throat> Birdcage walk. Ah, vigorous defence, <laughs> but leaving Cryer's laterals totally unprotected. <laughs> The old, the, old, the old Chelsea bun, the Baker Street. Mm. Baker Street. Baker Street. Yeah. Chelsea bun. Baker like Street. Ah, we haven't seen that move attempted since Gustav Panigaris defended his title in 1959. <laughs> Ironic, really. <laughs> Go on, Graham. Fair lot. Oh, that's fast and furious stuff. <laughs> Perhaps more furious than fast, I don't know. That was... 
Um, do you think I could go? Um, yeah, it's the Second Amendment. Yes, yeah. it's double second. Yeah, okay. Elephant and Castle. Ah, mm -hmm. Brooke Taylor has cleverly invoked Krebitz's law. <laughs> but I wonder if it's going to pay off. I use Krebitz. Is it me? I swear I can hear somebody talking. <laughs> Go on, Baz. Uh, listen, Grove. Yeah. Oh, a very bold move there from Cryer. A flying stobold with double platform loop. <laughs> Spectacular. It's a bloody double platform, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, if I... If I... Yeah, I can see. Yeah. We're not at home to sorry. Mrs Whisper. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But as usual, our doors are wide open to Mr. Sanctimonious Git, so we. Uh, uh, bad etiquette. I was playing for time. I think I can go Totteridge and Whetstone. Oh, now that is a move you don't see every day. <laughs> I have to say, you don't see that every day, do you? <laughs> Onga. Now, in, in the old days, of course, that would have been offside, but I, <laughs> but I don't think the chairman's noticed. <laughs> noticed. I think he's slightly offside. Yeah. Uh, old rules. I don't think. Old rules. Oh, yeah. Well, in that case, Latimer. Oh, I say. <laughs> Latimer, Latimer. <laughs> Latimer's it? Oh, Latimer. Yes, yes. Sounds Latimer. incomplete. It's okay, it's okay. Okay, okay, okay. Burnt oak. That moves play below the line, which can be risky at this stage of the game. <laughs> Mornington Crescent. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Thank you, Raymond Baxter. Where are we? As is usual, news items became a little thin during the summer. Environmentally green listeners will be interested to remember that electricity produced by cattle manure methane gas came on stream. Powergen explained that one cow could produce enough electricity to keep a 40-watt light bulb burning for 12 hours a day although consumers were reluctant to adopt the new technology, as few were keen to have a cow in the living room, let alone insert the light bulb. As the autumn mists began to descend, events took a bizarre turn at Westminster when the head of a statue of Margaret Thatcher was reported to have been cut off and stolen. However, it soon became clear it had merely been removed by restorers and taken away for the teeth to be resharpened. Celebrity diaries were rarely far from the news in 2002, and when Edwina Curry's hit the bookshops, we couldn't resist the chance to air extracts. Take it away, Samantha. Oh, you want to play it? Well, it's been brought to my notice that the publication of Celebrity Diaries is all the rage at the moment. These can provide a fascinating glimpse behind the public image of the author, and in fact, our own Barry Cryer is currently publishing his diaries.
They cover the period from the 1950s, when Barry tried to take a first faltering step onto the bottom of the showbiz ladder, right up to early this year, when he thought he might as well give it a second go. <laughs> but the habit these days is always to include an element of scandal to ensure good sales figures, and Barry is no exception. He describes with some candor how every night after shows, a stream of high-class call girls with supplies of cocaine would knock on his door and ask, can you tell us which is Angus Deaton's room? <laughs> I brought along some extracts of recently published celebrity diaries, but with certain key words omitted. The team's task is to guess what the missing words might actually be. Right, we'll start with you, Barry and Graham. I've got Edwina Curry's diary for you. <laughs> Wednesday, 4th of January, 1989. I met Geoffrey and Mary Archer at his flat in Alembic House on Albert Embankment. As we went up in the lift, I asked if he owned the whole block. He looked startled, as if he wasn't usually asked that, then a bit sheepish, and said, <laughs> Well, it says here, yes. And then it says, editor's note, it seems this was untrue. <laughs> <laughs> 11th of October 1990 on Friday evening John Major announced our entry into the ERM as of Monday and a 1% cut in foreplay <laughs> Thursday the 24th of January 1991 right now I feel lonely, neglected, unused and quite right too <laughs> Unloved. I wish my flat was filled with one big man in his blue... Bottle costume. <laughs> she wrote, underpants. Thursday, the 7th of February, 1991. John came into the tea room and sat at my table. He had a tray of two slices of lean <laughs> cold beef, lots of tomatoes, mustard pickle and... I'm not boring you, am I? <laughs> a glass of milk. He told me he'd lost a stone since becoming PM, which explains why he looks so good on... Top of the wardrobe. <laughs> TV. 30th of March, 1991. I really wanted a fortnight ago to sit down and write a memoir about John Major. Before I forget... His name. <laughs> All I know. The most extraordinary moment was in the bath when he asked if I believed in... Pink submarines. On the world stage, UN inspectors were finally given the go-ahead to fly to Iraq and set off with their instruction manuals on how to spot secret installations and any illegally imported weapons from rogue arms traders. They were looking for large concrete silos, converted chemical plants and any suspicious-looking equipment marked Made in Britain. 
2002 saw the introduction of great improvements to our musical round called Swanee Kazoo. But those in the Blackpool Grand who weren't wearing their complimentary ear defenders would have heard this previously unbroadcast performance. We move on now to another musical round with Swanee Kazoo, where the teams combine the mellifluous glissando of the Swanee whistle with the grating chirrup of the kazoo. These days, the words Swanee and Kazoo go together as naturally as weakest and link, <laughs> or switch and off. <laughs> and to provide the piano accompaniment, I have to mention Colin and Sell. Words that go together as naturally as arse and elbow. <laughs> OK, our first song is Old MacDonald Had a Farm and it will be performed by Tony Hawks on the kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor on the swanee whistle. You're to perform the Gilbert and Sullivan classic Titwillow and it's to feature Barry Cryer on the kazoo and Graham Garden on the swanee whistle. Well, that's all the extracts we have time for. Samantha is collecting the tapes and putting them away safely with all the other items to go into the I'm sorry I haven't a clue time capsule. This will be buried deep under Broadcasting House where it might be rediscovered by someone in the future who will doubtless be delighted by the naivety of a simple humour from a distant bygone age when it's dug up in two or three months' time. So, from myself and Samantha, have a very happy and peaceful New Year. 
never again. Hopefully the teams will be back with a new series in the spring. If you can't wait that long, they're regularly featured on BBC Seven. BBC Seven is a new digital radio station which...